Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Now it's time for drunk women solving been enjoying these live performances of drunk women solving crime then why not come along to a show yourself you can see them in Corsham on the 31st of October 2019 with special guest Kerry Howard and at the Salford Lowry on November the 22nd with guests Katie Mulgrew and Lou Conran plus they can also announce two dates at London's Soho Theatre on the 17th and 18th of October where the guests will be the scummy mummies for tickets visit drunkwomensolvingcrime.com hello thank you for coming out it's saturday night we can drink legitimately it's uh, we don't have to go out it's a show it's saturday we can do it who's drinking yeah i'm mixing my drinks this is gonna go really well So we are legit detectives. Uh, I've got here Hannah George, Detective Buttstuff. 
Yeah, for, um, for a lot of people who haven't listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also got Detective Taylor Glenn, or AKA Detective Brassnack. What? <laughs> I'm just to see if that one sticks. Oh, okay. Um, I and I, I don't have a nickname yet, but I'm kind of like the slightly repressed, anally retentive one. I get bogged down in details, but by God, I get results. Uh, and, um, oh yeah, so just very quickly, because we say this in every episode, this is where Pina Colada meets penal code violation. I would drink either one of those, to be honest. <laughs> this is where a Moscow mule meets drugs mule. And this is where a flaming Sambuca meets a garbage fire. Aww. It's a true crime podcast with a twist. A blime. That was really. You guys are the most nervous crowd we've had so far. Are you okay? <laughs> Did trauma happen on the Royal Mile? Are you all right? Yeah, those fucking. Did you run singers. into the silent disco? <laughs> is that what happened? Okay, it's happened to all of us. Just count to three and picture punching all of them in the face. <laughs> and you'll feel so much better. Yeah. I ran. I ran so that they wouldn't walk next to me. I was like, no. Um, can I just say as well that Taylor used to be a therapist, so that is pen- picturing punching them in the face. That is what a therapist would tell you to do. <laughs> It was in New York, baby. Come on. <laughs> no holds barred. I think it's time to introduce our guest. We've it covered is, it all right. Okay, so we are joined by a special guest detective. Please give it up for the fantastic comedian Isma Almas. Isma! Hello, Isma. Welcome. Hey. Thank you. Hello. Thanks for having me. Flash, thank you for coming. Tell us, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I have indeed. <gasps> What happened? Well, <laughs> it was indecent exposure. <gasps> Ooh. Who did you flash? There's a, t- no. <laughs> There's a twist, though. Ooh. Ooh. It was the British gas man. What? <laughs> yeah, he's come to he's come to service my boiler. <laughs> uh oh. And on his way out, he thought he'd um, show me a little something extra. No way. Oh, yes way. Yes. Oh shit. Yes. It wasn't just a porno you'd watch. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd actually been watching one too many and yeah. thought that's what happened. Yeah. Oh, that's really. We, we're talking about the front because you guys say front bottom, which I think is adorable. But I don't know what you say for a man like the front. Hot dog or the front hot dog? Like um, there's a back hot dog. <laughs> what is, what is your question, Taylor? <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, he flashed you his penis. I just he want to flashed, be very specific. Yes, yes. Okay. He flashed me his penis. And the most shocking thing of it was, was that his penis was whiter than he was. <laughs> And I don't have much experience with white willies. So <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if that was a thing. We'll do a quick it survey. It doesn't see a lot of sun. <laughs> oh, so, that, okay. I mean, you'd be more concerned if it was burnt. Yes, right? yes. I don't want to see a yes. sunburnt. Yeah. Wow. My boyfriend's is kind of green. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird, right? <laughs> it's not, it's not. It's not. <laughs> is it past its sell by date? <laughs> he is an older man. Um, <laughs> so, what? So what happened is what happens I was watching Richard and Judy not the usual you know 
signal from horny. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and he was he was um, in the kitchen fixing the boiler, and then as he came out to. Um, you know, for me to sign his document. <laughs> Not a euphemism. <laughs> yes. Um, he kind of like handed me the clipboard and I was signing and then he said, um, uh, I'm flying low without a license. <gasps> and Ew. I looked up and unfortunately, because I was sitting, I was at groin level. Oh, God. And oh. there it was. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, so... Um, so that's really creepy and intimidating, like, because oh, you're, like, yeah, trapped absolutely. in a house with him, too. Absolutely, like, that's yeah. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah, um, so I kind of stood up and kind of managed to get him out of the ew. house. Ugh. But then I had to ring British Gas, because yeah. I'm fucking reporting this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what surprised me was that there was no um, option to, you know, press... <laughs> <laughs> Press four if our gas man has just shown you his knob. Yeah, yeah. Well, they need to look into that. They really do. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So what? When you complain, when you finally spoke to someone, yeah, there were was, they like? Oh, so not three him hours again. later, oh, when you yeah, got through, yeah. when they got through, there was a lot of like, oh, 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 okay, uh, I'll get my manager, and then wow. the manager would come. Up, oh, okay. Get my manager, oh, so wow. then it, it kind of escalated quite quickly, and um, huh. uh, and they took it very seriously. Okay, yeah, and he actually ended up getting fired. Okay, Ooh, right. yeah. 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 isn't it a sad world though that I wasn't sure if that's where it was yeah. gonna go? Like, like an employee yeah. flashes like... you, and it's like we're sure he didn't. Yeah, or... that's just Bill. <laughs> he just he's been with us for years. He's a funny sense of humor. <laughs> he fixed your boiler, right? Well, it's, just it's, be grateful. It's not like he's a radio DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, podcast burn. People Yikes. love radio DJs. <laughs> no, it's like, you'd think they'd be like, oh, three strikes and you're out. Oh, well, he's got one more. If he does it again, then maybe we'll like, there'll be a sanction. That's quite reassuring that they actually dealt with it. Or at least yeah. they said they dealt yeah, with it. Yeah, they did. And they actually gave me, um, I had a special number then to ring. Okay. Um, where next time I wanted my um, boiler serviced, oh, yeah. I could get a lady. Oh wow. wow! Can and we all have that number? Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. You have to get harassed before yes. you're allowed, a lady. Yes, yes. You have to get a dick in your face. Yes, before you're allowed to say like, maybe I prefer a woman. Yeah. Wow. We don't get our vulvas out that much. <laughs> We're not like, whoa, flying low. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I actually find that appalling that that's an option that's only given to special cases. Yeah, and how many? times have they had to well, get that exactly. out? Yeah, they, they clearly have a policy. I'm not going to yeah. use gas anymore. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I don't even know what it's for. I don't know what it does in my house, but I'm not going to use it anymore. That is a promise. That is a red line. Um, we do this thing too where we go, if you had the perpetrator now and you could yes. say anything, what would you say? I'd say um, go get on a sunbed. <laughs> Go that's find the nudist beach. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah. 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 Make, make it, it match. Yeah. yeah. Make it match the rest of you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think we solved that. To female British gas employees. Wow. Yeah. Imagine what they have to deal with. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. This is the part of the podcast where we will delve into a true crime. True. True, true crime. crime. <laughs>
Now, I've only, done that before, can you tell? Uh, <laughs> it's a workshop. Um, only I have all the details of this case. I'm going to be trickling out the info and they're going to try and guess what happened. Um, occasionally, quite a lot in Edinburgh, audiences are guessing too. So feel free to chip in. Um, if, if you have like. also never said that before. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> Um, okay, so our story starts with a man called William Henderson. Oh, someone's just opened a can. He's <laughs> You've got to bring your own supplies. This is, this is a drunk podcast. I salute you. Uh, oh, yeah, so. you can bought that from home. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> um, our story starts with a man called William Henderson arriving home at his farmhouse, but an ape... Go That's on. genuinely my uncle's name. I'm sorry, but I just... <laughs> I'm a little oh. nervous. Taylor, this is going to be a bit triggering for you. It's going to be Oh, I feel a bit weird about telling you this case now. Uh, so anyway, William Henderson, no relation to you, arrives home at his farmhouse, but he is unable to open the door. Oh, no. My, my question can always open the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. And we're out of, we're out of the trauma. Uh, question, why can't he open the door? Is he well for me? The times I haven't been able to open my front door is that ah, I've been too drunk. Okay, good yeah. guess, good yeah. guess. And also, I'm opening someone else's door, which is why I've got the wrong door. Um, which is why we're not open um, until the person comes and opens it. Very angry. Um, so maybe it was that. I love it. That's a great guess. Um, has his um, partner changed the locks? Ooh, partner changed He's the locks. Fucked the partner off. That's an excellent That's guess. That's another fantastic guess. Yeah. Any advance on this, Taylor? Uh, it's gl- glued. It's glued. <laughs> Someone's glued. glued it. Yeah, somebody. Okay. Farmhouse, wow. horses, glue. I was just making the connection. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> I don't make it. Um, none of you are quite right. Okay. Um, the door is locked, but also someone was supposed to let him in. Um, question, who was supposed to let him in? Does your uncle have a wife? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's, I think it's, it's a farmhouse, so is maybe it's... Is it Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Barbara. Is it his farmhouse? It's his farm, it's his farmhouse. And someone was supposed to let him yeah. in? His... Was he doing role play or something? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, like a plumber. And he was knocking <laughs> on his door. Come to service your boiler. <laughs> I feel like you've been more affected by what happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, is it the porn? Okay. So we're going with either porn or Barbara. <laughs> okay. um, the answer is um, his sister was supposed to let him in. Um, now his Could sis- be his wife on the Isle of Wight. <laughs> <laughs> So his sister, Janet Rogers, 55, was a domestic servant. William Henderson had asked her to help him with the chores while he looked for a new domestic servant, having sacked the last one, a woman called Christina Miller, the previous week. Um, so just quickly, let's establish a few things. Where are we? We've got farmhouses and we've got Hendersons. Where are we? And domestic servants. And domestic servants. Are we in the previous century? Oh yeah, so I was going geography, but we can guess that we should guess the year too. Yeah, yeah. Is it Scandinavia? 
no. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Henderson's a fucking Swedish name, bitches. Oh, is it? Oh, I thought you were just like, I'll just guess a country. I love this. It's like, okay, so we've got what countries in the world has a farm? <laughs> yeah, sorry, there isn't much to go on. I think it's American because on this podcast, most of the crimes happen in America. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's America and I think it's the place. It's Kansas. Okay. Yeah, because it sounds very, um, I want to say chitty chitty bang bang, but I know that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard of Oz? Yes, 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 thank you. Yeah, our audience always knows. Um, okay, so, and there's a scarecrow. That is less we helpful. Get, we honestly get the best heckles you um, <laughs> ever seen. It's like, fire of London! <laughs> okay, we are actually in Scotland. Oh! Yeah! Oh, cool, so this is, are you shouting out because you know this crime? No, then shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Only chip in if it's relevant or about how nice our hair is. <laughs> and I know my hair is very nice today because I, <laughs> I washed it and then I had to look after my kids instead of styling it. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. Um, so we are actually, um, this Mount, this is Mount Stewart farmhouse outside Ford, I'm gonna say this wrong, please don't hate me <laughs> any more than you do. For, for, for Gnenny, near Perth. How did I? <laughs> well, Scottish guy's got a shield. <laughs> <laughs> do you recognise it at all? I recognise Perth. <laughs> you know what? Let's go with Perth. <laughs> it's Perth, mate. Let's say West Perth. <laughs> In West Perth. So he, this Idea. guy can't get into his farmhouse in Perth. His sister isn't responding to him. Question: What does he do next? We don't know what year this is. No, we're going to guess that in one second, actually. Because I was going to say he phones her, but it's probably too long ago. Okay. Phone somebody. Does he shout her name? Good, good, yeah. Does he, like, break into his own house? Because we all have, we all know how to break into our own house. Yeah, yeah it kicks the door in, because he really needs the bathroom. Okay, so <laughs> Hannah is the closest. Yes. Um, he climbs up through a window and that's when he saw <gasps> what had happened. Question, what did he see? Dead sister. Yes. <gasps> I don't mean to sound so excited, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. Yes. I just love um, to be right. <laughs> <laughs> he saw the dead body of his sister. This is a bit gruesome. She had been bludgeoned to death with an ax and was lying in a pool of her own blood by the fireplace. Um, oh, this is horrible. Um, so this murder case is officially the UK's oldest unsolved murder. Wow. Uh, so what year do you think it is? 1967. <laughs> <laughs> like, the UK isn't like America. We weren't invented like yesterday. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> All right. Um, it's a bit of fun. I guess it. Oh, I think I'm going way back. I think it's like 15 something. Okay. Yeah. I was uh, thinking. I'm thinking 20s. 1920s? Yeah. 1920s. Okay. I love that you think that all murders before that were Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. surely before that, they had like, surely they have to have had a cut-off point, you know, where they kind of say, right, you know what? Like starting just, from now. Yeah, <laughs> let's just forget about <laughs> all the others. We've got an amnesty and all those other yeah. unsolved ones. Yeah. Actually, Isma is kind of close with what you've said there about the um, starting again, because it's, so, it's almost a trick question because... 
Um, it's the oldest unsolved murder since the official establishment of a formal police force in 1829. There were oh. other versions of a police force before that because, as we all know, there was an Edinburgh Town Guard that was formed in 1682. We all knew that. Big fans. Any fans? Any fans? Now they do a um, silent disco. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this Sometimes is the, evolution is bad. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> This is the oldest unsolved murder since the official Metropolitan Police right, right. failed to solve murders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta get my technicality straight because it's a podcast. So this is 1866. Okay. okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good year. Um, good year. So William Anderson has come f- home, found his sister murdered, killed very horribly. Uh, this uh, murder shocked Scotland <laughs> in 1866. Um, I'm not laughing at that, but I was laughing at Hannah not knowing which cup to grab for the <laughs> listeners who thought I just laughed at those <laughs> details. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's good to explain. Uh, and then, um, so this this was a sensational, the, the newly 30-year-old Metropolitan Police launched a huge investigation. It was a sensational case. Uh, so, question: Who do you think their first suspect was? The brother. Oh. Oh. So, for the listeners, <laughs> Hannah just kind of threw prosecco across the table in a haphazard manner. But I think all the electrical equipment is fine. Did we say eighth show? <laughs> Happy eighth, everybody. <laughs> um, hooray! It was the brother! Yes. Yeah. Yes, poor traumatised. It's always the person that finds the body. Yeah, Which yeah. is why don't more like joggers and dog walkers go down for murder. Because <laughs> it's always them, isn't it? That's why I don't it jog is. or own a dog. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why I don't jog either. <laughs> that's what's been holding me back from exercise. Um, so Henderson was initially arrested for the murder by the Perth County Police, but he was soon released after it became clear that he had a strong alibi, having been in Perth all day at a farmer's market. Um, the next suspect was. Was it his middle class? Yeah, I was getting there. <laughs> but it wasn't. I mean, it was like pigs shitting everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he came back with some really great tomato chutney. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, was that what the blood was? It was just aged. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it definitely was, Hunter. It definitely was. So the next suspect was a plowman called um, James Critchen, who worked for Henderson. And he was also initially released due to insufficient evidence against him. Um, so question, what's the vibe? Do you feel like either of them did do it? I feel like he got a lunch named after him. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I mean, so we have the plowman's lunch to thank this guy for. But, sorry, what was the question? I'm literally just thinking about cheese and grapes. And, like, do you think the plowman did it? Do you think the brother did it? Any early well, the, okay, any so early, the info um, you gave about him climbing up the window, is that substantiated or is that just what is that his statement i had to climb through the window and the well door that's was that's his statement yeah that's just his statement yeah yeah <laughs> what did his sister do she was a domestic servant helping him out oh sorry i forgot you had said the domestic why is she st- yeah what? well if i had to be my brother's servant i'd be kind of well she was like about she was that. doing him a favor because he just sacked his domestic servant right so she was filling in 
Yeah, yeah. If she'd right. murdered him, this would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, oh, you just, you're a yeah, woman. Yeah, and it sounds like he can't function for five fucking minutes without a female domestic servant. So <laughs> I don't think, he can't afford to murder her because he's like, I can't pick up my own handkerchief. Like, he's like, take a fucking key as well. Why is he like, oh, yeah. I'm going to get home late. Why don't you come and open the yeah. door for me? Right. I, I know, I can't get out. I don't know how keys work. Oh, my God. I can't make my own sandwiches. I mean, Plowman keeps offering. I'm like, what? <laughs> that deserved so much. <laughs> You're clapping a sandwich. To, to, <laughs> to be fair, like, being a domestic servant is a pretty massive job. Like, they had to, like, start the fire at six o'clock and bake the bread and make all the food and do the... There was no washing machines, guys. <laughs> but that's what I mean. He couldn't afford to kill her, even if yeah. they uh, okay. felt a sibling rivalry in the Henderson household. I think it was the house servant that he sacked. Ooh, Ooh. A new suspect. Yeah. yeah. Isma, I'm sorry I touched your shoulder. I didn't ask if I could do that, but you I just can. That. Thank you. Oh, female, female workplace. <laughs> Very respectful of each other. Just happens. Yeah. I consented to that touch. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm so glad to find that, but I found it out in the wrong order, and it won't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> found it out in the wrong order is such a good, <laughs> such a good excuse for yeah. touching someone. <laughs> That's what I say when I do to my husband, am I right? <laughs> I found out that was wrong in the wrong order. <laughs> you're, you're no British gas that employee. I don't cheat. <laughs> um. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So. Right. Um, <laughs> a woman has no. been murdered. Come on. Yes. Yeah, come on. This, this is a gruesome case. Yes. Right. The local force presided over by Chief Constable George Gordon advertised um, for witnesses uh because basically they're really struggling with this case um, they actually put up a hundred pounds uh, reward to find the killer which was a huge sum at the time but they did it because basically they were desperate no witnesses were coming forwards um, so question did offering money make people come forward yes <laughs> yes it did yes. then they had so go on yeah I was going to say I'm from um, Yorkshire and we had Peter Sutcliffe the Yorkshire Ripper Ooh. so oh yeah I know when uh, cash is offered yeah, yeah, right. Suddenly, inquiries and lines to inquiries shoot up. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Um, so they basically were just like inundated with sort of hundreds of crazy people 
that they then had to like sift through to find out if anyone really did have any good information. And desk work was invented <laughs> for the yeah. force. Yeah. Um, you were like, oh, I'm from Yorkshire, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, I can get more specific. I'm from Bradford. He actually lived two two miles up the road. Oh, oh thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. horrible. Claim what? to fame. Wow. <laughs> That's really scary. So eventually, a hawker came forward named Betsy Riley and said that she had seen Janet talking with a man on the day of the murder. So, question: What is a hawker? <laughs> Is it is it um, like a person that sells bits and bobs? Yes. Thank you again is. from Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I genuinely thought you were saying, is it the person that sells hawks? That is. <laughs> Just like fucking up. Hawks, get your hawks here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a person that travels about selling goods, typically by advertising them by shouting. So it's a lot like the Edinburgh oh. French. <laughs> <laughs> So this um, was very helpful to them. And then they launched this huge manhunt trying to find this man that she could have been talking to. Um, and it, that went on for months. And basically any time they found a bloke that matched the description of the person talking to Janet that day, they would send that person to Perth. So they could be in Edinburgh, they could be anywhere. They'd be just like, right, you're going to Perth. You have to come in for questioning. Um, what did he look like? Do we know what this guy looked like? I actually don't have a decent description. Um, it's, not to like, stereotype, but if it's it was... Scotland in 1866, right? <laughs> like the descriptions are not going to vary that much. Yeah. Um, and then just for some extra he's a, confusing he's a man. fun, he's, a, he's got hair. <laughs> he's white. <laughs> he's medium build. <laughs> it's not going to vary. He wears trousers. He has a nose. I could keep going. <laughs> um, one of the men that fitted the description was called John Henderson, who was no relation to the deceased James Henderson. Just like my uncle is no relation to these pricks, right? <laughs> so then he, but he had an alibi in Edinburgh. They were back to square one. Then something makes them go back to James Critchen, the ploughman. Um, so question: Were what they hungry? <laughs> 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 what makes them go back to him? Did he confess? Did he say, Ooh. I killed her because I loved her? Close. Ooh. Interesting. Did another dead body turn up? Ooh. Ooh. That's a lovely guess, too. Thank you. <laughs> From Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Any advance, Taylor? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Christine Miller, the domestic servant who had been fired by Henderson the previous week to the murder, um, and was seen as being, I'm quoting, emotionally close to Critchen, told police that she had overheard Critchen tell his wife that he was worried he might be caught for murdering Janet. <gasps> So, like, also, is that is it suspicious to say? I hope I don't go down for killing that woman I definitely didn't kill. <laughs> is that is that a question? Is that a suspicious? <laughs> there thing are to moments say? when you should speak in code, and that <laughs> might have been one of those moments. Yeah. So like, did he just say that? Oh, I thought he was confessing, but well, he wasn't. No, he was saying, well, "Oh, I sure hope I don't go down." Well, this her. is it. He's it's like he said he was idea. worried he might be he might be caught for murdering Janet. Well, that sounds like he's confessing. Yeah. Right? Like, if I'm caught for it, oh, I hope I don't get caught for the... Yeah. Thing. Yeah, you don't get caught for something you haven't done. No, right. Unless so you're like... Barry George, am I right, guys? Because I, I... Does anyone... Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because he has the same surname as me, so, like, anyway. Okay. 
that if they're not I don't yeah. understand that like I don't go like oh I hope nobody catches me for all the genocide that's going on in the world that yeah. I have nothing to do with <laughs> hook okay. mouth so you think it's suspicious you think it's suspicious do you think it's suspicious well <laughs> could you have been saying like say if you're a suspect for something yeah and you haven't committed it, could you be saying to your partner, oh, I hope I don't get yeah, framed right. for it. You know, I hope I don't get the blame for it. I don't, I hope yeah. I don't get, could it have been in that so context? It, that's, yeah, so it could be an innocent way of saying it, but just yes. bad phrasing. Or I don't know if I've just been brainwashed by the patriarchy to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't say it where someone else can hear it. Like, he was overheard, Yeah, right? he was overheard. Yeah, that's like pillow talk. Do that, <laughs> <laughs> do that in your bedroom. Actually, yeah. Yeah, that's where I do all my confessing. <laughs> Wait, that sounds a whole other area that we don't yeah, yeah, yeah. get into. Are you right. in the mood? Yeah. Boy, I hope I don't go down for that mood. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, baby. Me too. <laughs> so, based on that statement, the police arrested him again, and this time it goes to trial. Ooh. Now, there is evidence against him, um, but a lot of it is circumstantial and because we're real cops, um, we very well know that circumstantial evidence is, well, the problem with it is, is that it relies on the inference to connect it to a conclusion of fact. So it's weaker than direct evidence. <laughs> Citation needed. Um, so we all knew that, obviously, just making sure that you guys knew. Um, so like, for example, they found a broken pipe at the scene of the crime. And Christian claimed he didn't smoke, but witnesses said they had witnessed him smoking in the past. Oh, I thought you meant a broken pipe like they needed a plumber. And then I thought, oh, they smoked right all along, yeah. and it was just Hello. a big porno. Yeah. Um, but you mean a pipe like a kind of... Yeah, like a... Um, yeah. That's a very good impression. Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> like a bubble pipe. Um, yeah, so they, they found like a broken pipe. Okay, and they couldn't do DNA stuff, I guess, back then. They the couldn't do DNA okay. stuff. Could they have said, is this yours? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's literally all they could do. And he just said no. And then they were back to square one. Bigger <laughs> um, the police like, you have to tell me. <laughs> Pinky swear, is this yours? <laughs> Is your Before DNA, there was pinky swear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so there was also a suggestion that Christian had broken into the farmhouse several months earlier during a robbery, something which Henderson strongly suspected him of, and that he'd been disturbed on a second robbery attempt by Janet, who he had then murdered in an attempt to cover up his crime. What a great way to cover up a burglary. <laughs> <laughs> They just do a little murder. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one to raise a fucking eyebrow, will they? God. Um, I love that like, a guy just like, I just don't like getting caught. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, sorry. That feels like Trump's strategy. Though. Sort of like, I'm about to be caught for a child pedophile ring. I'm a white supremacist, everybody! That's better, right? That's definitely going to get edited out. It's so fucking not. Well, by the time this airs, maybe that'll be proven. I dare him to come after me. <laughs> Well, he probably fucking would. Like, That's the problem, isn't it? He would tweet you and like, yeah. Or you'd be a Bring mysterious suicide. Right. Too soon. It's too I soon. I have the first level soon. belt in 
fake kickboxing, so I am I'm ready. Okay. And you know somebody from Yorkshire now. I know somebody from Yorkshire. Yeah. And he has no idea where that is. Is it Peter Sutcliffe? <laughs> probably not. I mean, you're very nice. It would be handier. So all of this stuff, not the stuff we've just said, all the stuff, all this stuff gets set at the trial, botched robbery, pipe, yada, yada. The trial is also considered sensational. Um, it goes on for two days. It's a very big deal. So two questions now. How long did it, after the two days, how long did it take the jury to reach a verdict? And what do you think the verdict was? This was back in the days when women weren't allowed on the jury, right? I think so. Because that was like 1996? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So if it would have been 12 men and he's accused of murdering a woman and... I just, I think they'll find him not guilty. Because he was like, he was probably providing lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Very obsessed with this. Yeah, I don't don't think they're going to have all that much to talk about either. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, 25 minutes and not guilty. Okay. Okay. It's either that or six days and guilty. (laughs) Okay. I stand firm. (laughs) I would say they failed to come to a, a decision. Do you know what? Actually, that's probably the closest. They, they do not proven, which is the Scottish law. <gasps> um, <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. And um, <laughs> it takes them 12 minutes. Crazy. 12 wow. minutes! <laughs> Just like a man. <laughs> that long. <laughs> Well, my fellow's Welsh, so <laughs> I don't want to brag. <laughs> 10 to 12, 10, 8, 8 to 10. <laughs> so, Christian went free. Question, how did Henderson take that news? Oh, he killed him. Ooh, yeah. Great guess. I imagine maybe he's kind of, if Christian was the one, no, if the brother was the one that did the murder... And then this was like his mate that was suddenly like up for it, and he was like, "Oh no, I know I did it!" Oh, so I think he'd be quite relieved. Okay, if yeah, okay. I don't know. I just can't stop thinking about cheese sandwiches. <laughs> started this whole thing. Is there a grilled cheese sandwich shack? There is actually. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he took the news very badly. Badly. Um, badly. He was really haunted by this his sister's gruesome murder for the rest of his life, as you would be. Sure. Um, and he was absolutely convinced that it was Crichton, and he was consumed by the fact that he couldn't prove it. Um, it drove him insane, and so his family committed him to a lunatic oh, asylum, no. um, oh, which he was in and out of, but he eventually died there 20 years later. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I love that, just in and out. Just sort of... Popping in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's horrific. Um, so when people talk about the good old days, <laughs> let's just realize um, what we're talking about. There is a random little twist ending to this, though. Ooh. So that we don't end on the saddest. The sister's in the room. <laughs> the sister's here. Um, okay, you know what? You say that, but... Okay. Sh- no. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not that. Oh. I've, I've now oversold what it is. But, um, so Janet Rogers has a direct descendant alive today who is not in this room as, as far we as, as, far oh as I know. Oh my God, is it Mr. Rogers? No. It, he's called Chris Payton and he wanted to reopen this case of who murdered his great-great-great-grandmother 
basically, this guy was researching his family tree. Yeah. He found this case. He did loads of research into it. He was like, ooh, a murder. I'm going to, who do you think you are myself? <laughs> and then um, he re-examined evidence, including court papers, police reports, mental health records. In 2012, he published a book about it. Um, in the book, um, he claims actually that the murderer struck a second victim, which is what Isma was saying. Ooh, um, and just um, yes, <laughs> really quickly, the second murder um, took place very nearby, and it was a baker who had been shot next to his cart for his takings. But this time, a poacher called Joseph Bell was hanged for the murder. Um, this was the last public hanging in Scotland. And there's a suggestion that basically the jurors were very reluctant in general. Um, the jurors in Scotland were reluctant to pass guilty verdicts because there hadn't been a hanging for 17 years in Scotland until this one. Ooh. But because of that, the railway company had to put on extra trains because so many people wanted to see the spectacle of this person being hung. Oh, um, and so the Just supposed... like the fringe. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And then the culprit protested his innocence to the end, and there's a suggestion that possibly the main grievance against him was that he was English. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars, the Scotsman. Oh. <laughs> so it's very contentious. Oh, man. Um, but then, but also, if that was the, if say, for example, it was the ploughman guy, and then he got away with it. But then it was like 100 years from then until the death penalty was repealed. Wow. So at least I've ended this case <laughs> so on some antagonism ending. between yeah. Scotland and England <laughs> <laughs> instead of a man's tragic lunacy. <laughs> That's really quite dark. But to, to, <laughs> to true crime. Yes. It was yeah. so very sad. Um, it just shows though how people have always been morbid. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, because I know there's this thing about like, why are we obsessed with true crime? It's like we always have been. Yeah. People have gone to these things and witnessed things and wanted to. Yeah. Be there. I'm just so glad we can record it now. <laughs> <laughs> that was you were like bring back hanging is basically what you just said. Is, we don't condone that. Sorry, the, the final part of the podcast. Yeah, I'm American. So, that's twee. <laughs> <laughs> The final third of this podcast um, is we have a listener crime from one of you guys, the audience. Um, and we actually have somebody called Rachel, I think, who <gasps> was going to share a crime with us today. She did agree to it. If your name is Rachel, don't shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel! Come on up, Rachel! Hi, Rachel. Hello. Hi. How are you? Evening. 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 What Hi. happened? Um, okay, so I went to University of Manchester. Um, I was very happy about this, particularly when I uh, arrived and they told me it was the gay capital of the North. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, Roland, like three years later, I used to work at the Students' Union. And my girlfriend at the time worked at the Students' Union. And we had a Christmas party that was for all the staff members. And um, it was quite dark. There was some sort of slow romantic music. That, that's not romantic. <laughs> 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 slow romantic. It was the huge press. <laughs> And the next thing I know, I went flying backwards. <gasps> Ooh. Um, and it's because some guy had come up behind her and smacked her <gasps> head as she was kissing me. What? So I was on the floor. Jesus. She was on the floor. And, oh my uh, God. Yeah. And the best bit was that it was one of our security guards. <gasps> what the fuck? 
Oh. And we used to have to come in and um, he would be sort of keeping out all the trouble <gasps> underneath a sign that said we do not discriminate. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! So what happened? Like what? Well, um, it was a massacre. <laughs> I complained and nothing. No! Oh, yeah, I mean, it was 1998, so uh, Labour just got in. <laughs> <laughs> Hope was dead already. Oh, Do you want me to get a gang from Yorkshire together? <laughs> <laughs> we all want to get yeah. a gang. We'll get a minibus, we'll go to Manchester. Yeah, where is this guy? <laughs> That's um, so outrageous. Yeah, that really is. Did, like, no confrontation with him at all then? Like, Well, I almost... Yeah, no, I was quite angry, so I had to be held back. It's the only time I've ever been near violence. Wow. In my life. Yeah, because it's quite a shock, and you've just been. Sort of yeah, yeah. It's like fucking and assaulted. I can play because I worked there. So yeah. And, and they said, oh, he's going through a divorce. <gasps> oh my oh, god. god. Wow. wow. Is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> Did he find someone else? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm. Um, What's her name? I've forgotten this feminist name, but she's great. But she calls that empathy. <laughs> yeah. When is it something man? What's her name? Something man. I've read her book. That's an unfortunate but name for. Um, it's not feminist. Moran. It's no God. Monica, we'll edit in when I remember it. Um, <laughs> can we do it in a robot voice? <laughs> oh man. Wow. Well, this doesn't make. Tell you what. It, but have an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know what? That doesn't, that doesn't... Thank doesn't, you, Rachel, for sharing that. That doesn't undo that hate crime. No. It doesn't. But, you know, if the misogyny is raining down, that's a very sturdy umbrella. <laughs> yeah, to let it bounce off. You can hit him with it when we all gang up and find him. <laughs> that would be a great sort of like spin-off podcast. Drunk <laughs> yeah. women getting revenge. <laughs> so if anybody's yes. got... Just let us know. Tweet yeah. us. We'll, we'll do it. Us. We'll get to Yorkshire. We'll yeah. Yeah. We've got, we've got, we've got this. <laughs> I'm starting to want to <laughs> people up. Oh, so sorry. we just have time Back now people. to talk a little bit about Isma. Isma, tell us, what are you up to? What's your show? Well, so my show is called About a Boy, Adventures in Adoption. And it's all about me and my um, female partner um, adopting our little black boy. And oh. lots of complications in there because she's white. I'm not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a Muslim. Uh, she's not. <laughs> Our little boy's black. Yeah, so wow. loads of little twists in there. So it, oh. the story is all about adopting him. Wow, that sounds so interesting. And we sort of like I saw it the other day. And bearing in mind for that for like the last eight days, I have been severely hungover. <laughs> and, uh, and I saw it, and I was just like. <laughs> So uh, if you want a real proper emotional, if you just like, if there's any men in here who haven't cried for a while, oh yeah, like, cool. Oh, I just need to cry. <laughs> I get really smashed tonight, and then <laughs> the show is amazing. Yeah, it's I saw it today, and it's ab- honestly, it's so beautiful. You walked in the room, and I forgot to say hello. I was just like, I cried at your show three times. <laughs> it's beautiful, but it's also hilarious. It's a yeah, it's amazing. It's a must see. So please awesome. do check it out. Yeah, and you're all welcome. Yay! <laughs> I mean, it does cost to get in. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome for about seven to ten pounds. And um, what, what, are you, what are you up to from September for our listeners at home? Uh, from September, I'm going to be working on my next show for oh. Edinburgh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what uh, I've got an idea, and I'm going to start writing that. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Very All right. Nice. And I'm going to be taking it fucking easy. 
Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.